This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here in Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we are live taking your calls right now at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA for executives here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success. So if you are looking to make a career change, this book includes all of my best tips for doing that. So we are always live on Thursdays taking your calls on any and all topics. So if you would like to join the conversation, give us a call at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So Marijuana is a big business worth over $10 billion in 2018 and responsible for creating over 250,000 jobs, according to economists. And a cannabis market research firm told NBC News that he expects the legal marijuana industry to top $16 billion in 2019. So today, we are talking about not only switching into a new industry, but we are talking about switching into an industry that is relatively new. So when a lot of people talk about switching into industries, they're, they're thinking about something that's existed. But the reality is that when you're moving into an industry where three years of experience is considered veteran, it's a completely different game. And we're going to talk all about the cannabis industry, what jobs are available, and how you might be able to switch into those today. But before we do that, we should go to our mailbag. We do have a mailbag question. And if you would like to get in on the mailbag, you can certainly send a tweet to at Dr. Don Graham, and we'd be happy to answer it on air. So this is from Billy in Minnesota. What do you do when you're over your current job, but the pay is too good and quitting means risking your pension? So Dion, you've been you've been on this show long enough to be able to answer this question. <laughs> Have I? Yeah, I think so. We've been doing this show for four years as of August. I, I feel like this is another pre-break quiz question. It's for not me. a pre-break quiz question. What do you do when the pay is too good to leave? What would you do? Uh, it it depends because I mean, right now I'd probably stay. <laughs> so you would stay for the pay even if the job is a disaster. I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> Bills, man. Bills, man. Bills. So are you just assuming that you couldn't get a job that pays just as well? Well, you know what? Part of it, too, is searching for a job is kind of scary. What? It is. Wait, do you know what show this is? Yeah. That's what. That's kind of what's scary. Career Talk, Series XM, 132, <laughs> every mean, Thursday, noon well, Eastern. Well, 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 I have you now. You've but, had me for four years. But before this is this is this is a job a long time ago. This is this is way before you. Okay, way before you didn't me. have career talk. I didn't know you existed. Okay, <laughs> but now everybody knows. Does everybody know? So first, I would I would call career talk at eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Fantastic. And then I would talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, perfect. So, so Billy, that's your answer. But Billy call did, the show. yeah, call the show. But Billy did send in his question. So, in all fairness, um, so here's the thing: if you're over your current job, but the pay is too good to quit, I think what you need to do is really establish your priorities. So, depending on what over your job means, is it one situation that you might be able to fix? Is it that 
your commute is too long? Is it that you you just you're burned out and you don't want to do this anymore? So you really need to to understand: is it something you can fix and be happy with, or is it something that's not going to be able to be fixed? And then you know where does pay fit in in your kind of satisfaction in life? And are you sure that you can't get similar pay in a different job? So I think one of the first steps to do is assess what the challenge is where you are, and then the second step would be to assess where your values are in terms of where you're going. If you're in a place in life where you have bills to pay and you need to get that salary, you may decide to stick it out for one more year. If you're in a place where you can maybe make some changes to your income to move into a place that's more satisfying, then that might be the place to go. And you might just need to explore. As we always say on Career Talk, clarity comes through action. So take that first step and start to have those pieces of the puzzle come together to give you an answer. But thank you, Billy. If you are just tuning in, you can always send a question at Dr. Dawn on careers. But let's get to our topic du jour. We're talking about marijuana being a big business worth over $10 billion in 2018 and just growing like a weed. Ha, no pun intended. I actually didn't even plan that, Dion. Sure. I didn't. I really didn't. That just came right out. Okay. (laughs) So are you interested? And better yet, are you qualified to join this growing industry? Well, today we welcome Josh Wand, the founder and CEO of Force Brands and Pinata, two unique companies in the world of recruiting and hiring. Now in its 11th year, Force Brands specializes in working with emerging and enterprise consumer products brands to help build world-class teams in food, beverage, beauty, and now the cannabis industry. So welcome to Career Talk, Josh. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So so first off, congrats on all of your success that you've achieved. You're clearly an expert on talent in CPG products and industry. And when we, we were talking in preparation for the show, I like how you simplified that this to anything you eat, drink, or put on your body. That's That's kind of the staffing that you do. So tell us how you got started in all of this. Well, it was mainly through passion. You know, I discovered an opportunity in the space because prior to creating my first brands, um, Force Brands, um, I actually uh, I, I started a rum company when I was in my 20s with a couple of other gentlemen. And my main task was building a team on a national level, finding the right people to run the organization. And it was such a big pain point. And at that time, I realized if you were a small emerging brand in the beverage space, building your team was critical. Um, but there were real no pl- there were really no platforms or strategic executive recruitment um, organizations dedicated to like high growth emerging beverage brands. So um, fast forward a, a couple years later, I decided to start it because I was always passionate about connecting people and working with entrepreneurs and. And so we launched our first division called BevForce, which initially was in the beverage alcohol space. And then we got into the non-alc space with coconut waters and cold-pressed juices. And then next thing you know, the food industry needed the same thing. Um, and we started Food Force and Beauty Force, and now we have Herb Force. But the whole ethos of the business is connecting great people professionally with amazing companies they're passionate about. And it's not just about emerging brands anymore. It's about emerging mid-cap and global strategics. And they're also complementary. So I was in it. I realized there was a void. No one else was doing it. So we decided to create a company that was 100% focused on building teams for, for, for high-growth brands. And how did you get into cannabis specifically, Josh? Well, so cannabis is something that I've always believed would be an enormous industry. And you know, about three and a half years ago, we started getting calls from cannabis companies um, that were looking to build their teams, and they they didn't really have a blueprint. Um, is, is you were building a, whether it was CBD or THC, um, you, know, you didn't really have um, companies or, or 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 other paths to follow like you do in organic snacks or craft beers because we've been doing it for so long. So we started working with a couple of these brands early on, and realized a lot of them were consumer products. They were things you were. Like you said, um, putting on your body or in your body, they were edibles, they were topicals, they were skincare products, they were beverages. And not too dissimilar to what we had done in the non-alc space or in the snacking space, we started working with these companies early on to help them build out their organizational design, their hiring plans. A lot of them were raising capital. A big part of the use of proceeds when you're raising capital is building teams. So we took a page out of, you know, 
the book in, in beverage and food and beauty, personal care. And we said, this is kind of a combination of everything. And now we have 75 plus cannabis companies we work with and we're helping them build out their entire organizations. And it's such a pleasure because there's not a one size fits all approach, but you learn so much about what companies want in talent and what talent professionals are looking for career wise. So it works both ways. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, Career Director for the Wharton MBA Program for Executives, Licensed Psychologist, and Corporate Recruiter. We're here with Josh Wand, who's the founder and CEO of Force Brands. And today we're talking specifically about switching into the cannabis industry, a growing industry that is predicted to just explode over the next few years. So if you're interested in doing an industry switch and you want to find out how to do that, today is the day to call. We've got the expert on the phone, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are taking your calls live on Career Talk, 844-942-7866. So, so Josh, on a video that you have on your website, I mean, you talk about that the cannabis industry will grow even more than tech in the next five to seven years. What's going to prompt that? Well, it's a repeal of prohibition. You know, we have we have 33 states right now that allow legal dis- legal distribution of cannabis, whether it's medicinally through dispensaries or it's recreational. That's just going to grow. There's 11 recreational markets. So if you look at that and you say there's 39 states left where it's not yet available, and it's just a matter of time um, that there's going to be this repeal of prohibition federally, it's as if you were to walk into a market today, comparatively speaking, and you couldn't order a a craft whiskey or a bottle of beer. That's still the case. Well, that's going to change entirely. You're going to be able to walk into – you know, retail establishments, hotels, airlines, and, and cannabis is going to be a product that, 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 cross, that, that crosses multiple categories. It's going to be a massive industry. In my lifetime, I've never lived through repeal prohibition, but as you see all of these retailers or dispensaries that are opening across the country, they have to stock their shelves with products, and it's all consumer, and that creates job opportunities. These brands are looking to hire. They're looking to build teams. And this is not slowing down. This is just the beginning. And I want to talk specifically a little bit later in the show about what types of roles these companies are hiring for. But before we even get there, you've already made the statement cannabis is still banned at the at the federal level. And let's, so let's talk a little bit about basics. You know, what is cannabis? What's the difference between THC and CBD and, you know, all of these things? Because I think a lot of people are still figuring all of this out, Josh. So can you kind of give us the the basics in cannabis? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that because, you know, it's, it's not always articulated clearly, but um, there's a difference between THC and CBD. You know, C- CBD and THC are two natural compounds found in cannabis. Um, cannabis refers to a group of three plants with psychoactive properties known as cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, and cannabis ruderalis. But CBD specifically is found primarily in extractions from the hemp plant. You know, and they sell it in gels and gummies and oils, supplements, extracts. It's not psychoactive. It doesn't get you high. Um, THC is the main psychoactive compound found in marijuana. So within the cannabis family, there's hemp which is not psychoactive, which is being used in lots of products you see shelves across America. And then there's THC, which is found in marijuana, which is sold in controlled environments only. And that gives more of a high sensation. And that can be consumed by smoking, oils, edibles, tinctures, capsules, and more. So there's a real distinction within the cannabis family. There's hemp, and that's primarily non-psychoactive CBD. And then there's marijuana, and marijuana has CBD and THC, but really it's used very often for THC. So I think a lot of people, it's interesting when I was when I was telling people about this show, I got mixed reactions. I got some people who were really excited about it and other people who were like, oh, wow, you know, that's like a controversial topic. So I feel like we're, we're still like in this space where if you're looking to move into the, the, the cannabis industry, there, there's still a little bit of a stigma. Do you do you experience that with the work you're doing, Josh? Yeah, we sure do. I mean, it's becoming more and more acceptable. Like every every quarter, you know, every year, five years ago, people were really nervous. We've heard of no cases where anyone's been arrested 
incarcerated for working for a cannabis company, um, especially when they're following, you know, state regulations. Um, but it's it, because of the federal situation, um, people sometimes don't feel as open to getting into career opportunities in this space, which, by the way, it's totally acceptable. You have to really be passionate about it. Not everyone wants to work in beverage alcohol. Not everyone wants to work in organic snacks. I get it. Um, but, but what we're finding is more and more professional leaders that run major global CPG companies, pharma companies, beauty personal care companies. I mean, they are so fascinated by this space and the creative challenges and the opportunity ahead that they are really starting to transition over and run these companies and, and take on new leadership roles. So we're seeing more and more of it every day. Are you seeing more people gravitate towards it, Josh, due to the financial payoffs? Because I know, you know, when this started, it's kind of a, a, a movement of people who are really supportive of this industry and the benefits it had. And now it feels a little bit like the people who are moving into it are, are just strictly looking at the financial gains. And, and, you know, how do you think that will impact the industry going forward? Well, I think it's a combination you know, we, we, we recently um, partnered with an organization called Trailblazers to throw a fundraiser um, to support the work of, of Dr. Chen. He, he's a founder and executive director of the UCLA uh, Health Cannabis Research Initiative. And he shared this groundbreaking research that they're doing in the space right now. And it, it's so exciting. And people learned, were so passionate about learning more about the efficacious qualities of the plant not on the psychoactive THC side or because there's so much more money, because of the health and wellness benefits. You know, um, its ability, the benefits to, to, to counter, you know, anti-pain and antioxidants and anti-anxiety and, you know, anti-inflammatory and anti-seizure and anti-cancer. So there's so many people in the space that are truly in it um, in the science and cultivation side of the business. They're just really passionate about, uh, about the space entirely. However, um, from an economic perspective, um, it's really advantageous to get involved in this career space if you're working, um, you know, on the executive, you know, kind of strategic level or C-suite or VP level or director level, because the industry is just paying more money for people to join the to, to, to join their company. They have to be super competitive. On average, 14% higher. We're finding. We just conducted a talent report compensation package survey, but it's a combination. Some people are just really passionate about the space and they believe in it and they're into health and wellness and it's not about the money at all. Those that are driven um, by financial rewards and are looking to grow their career and are looking for massive opportunities where there's liquidity events and company sales, absolutely they're attracted to it because there's more activity in this space than in the other space right now. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 132. Hey, we're talking all about switching careers into the cannabis industry. So if you've always been curious or you want to find out if you have a skill set that could translate into success in this industry, today's the day to call 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We have Josh Wand, who is the founder and CEO of Force Brands, talking all about the industry and what is happening in that industry. And Josh, I'm glad you brought up the the research that your company has done because I do want to talk about that in, in just a moment. But right now we're going to go to the phones. We have Scott in Texas. Welcome to Career Talk, Scott. What's on your mind today? Hi. Well, thanks for uh, taking my call. And uh, Josh, I wanted to ask, um, you know, what were the, uh, what are the pain points you see in the industry and what kind of qualities are, um, you know, the leaders in the industry looking for? I'm a uh, um, ex uh, beer executive looking to transition in and uh, just trying to see what are the angles that uh, where that I could play to maybe try to find a good fit. Yeah, thank you for calling in. That's that's a great question. Um, what what function in beer were you working in? Sales or marketing or operations? Uh, I was the founder and CEO, so all of it. Oh, great. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well. I, I, I will tell you this, that you're, you're, you're in a really good situation. <laughs> Positive news for you. Um, there are so many brands and so many investors in the space that are looking for people that have that experience, that foundational institutional knowledge of building beverage companies, especially controlled substances. Um, beer, wine, spirits, pharma, totally appropriate for transitioning into the cannabis space. What's uniquely different um, about the cannabis space opposed to the beer space, um, primarily from a manufacturing distribution perspective, you can't ship across state lines. You have a brewery, 
you might manufacture your brewery in Texas or in, you know, and you might have a, you know, manufacturing facility or a warehouse in, on the West Coast and on the East Coast, and you can ship across state lines. The difference with cannabis is you actually have to manufacture in every single state that you distribute. So it's a much more dynamic model. So there's massive opportunities in operations because there's literally manufacturing facilities in every single market across the country where, you know, where, where products are sold. And you actually have to distribute in those markets and can't ship across state lines like you can with beer. Um, so that's a pain point um, right now because everyone's trying to figure out how do I create you know, a manufacturing, supply chain, logistics kind of business in each one of these markets. Um, but I will tell you, we've worked with a lot of great cannabis companies and founders that have hired beer executives to run the commercial side of their business, sales and distribution. I mean, in those markets, you're selling to independent retailers or the equivalent of regional chains. So you need people that understand DSD, you need people that understand um, how to call on independent retailers. It's actually very appropriate. So I would say in the beer space, I mean, it is so applicable. There's so much opportunity. And um, a lot of these beer companies are now creating CBD or, or THC beverages. You know, um, you look at what Lagunitas has done. It's really special. So this is an interesting question that you you bring up, Scott, and I want to kind of tag on to it. So um, this is a good feeder industry into cannabis, Josh. Are there other good feeder industries since this is such a new industry? And if you like you said, if you've been in the, the industry three years, you're already a veteran. What other feeder industries should people be thinking about? Yeah, consumer products, consumer packaged goods like food, um, non-alcoholic beverage, beer, wine and spirits beauty and personal care in a big way, um, pharma and med tech. So, um, and then there's the whole agri- agricultural side behind the cultivation. A lot of these organic farms and hydroponic, you know, tomato companies or organic produce companies in the growing cultivation facilities, the skill sets there are really in line with what a lot of these high growth um, cannabis growers are looking for. So, hey, if you're in any of these industries and you're looking to make a transition, you might have a leg up. And, Scott, sounds like sounds like good news for you if you're interested in this industry. Are you going to get started? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I, I keep an eye out on, on uh, Force Brand's site all the time, and I look forward to uh, connecting and, and trying to find a way to transition my skills. So thank you all so much. Yeah, fantastic. Make sure you follow uh, them on Twitter. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's great connecting, Scott. Hey, um, Josh, this is a good opportunity. Where can people learn more about you and Force Brands if they want more information? Yeah, you can go to forcebrands.com, and there's access to a whole team of executive recruiters across the country, and we actually have a job board that lists um, public job opportunities that you can apply for online um, in which your you know resume your CV will be sent directly to the employer. We don't recruit for the roles you see online, but we have a whole team and a national network um, that works to, to to build companies behind the scenes. So you can reach out on forcebrands.com, and um, someone will get back to you, you know, immediately. And we also have Pinata, which is our software platform, which is basically the marketing um, technical infrastructure for everything experiential. So you, you said where job opportunities. Well, there's a lot in the retail space too, and so. Um, with Pinata, we track all those experiential experiences and who's doing the work and the visibility and ROI. But for those of you looking for jobs in retail, it's totally appropriate because now all of these retailers are looking to create amazing consumer experiences. And some of these are so new. So you're going to find that there's a real opportunity to, to engage at that level if retail is, is your passion. Fantastic. Hey, you're just tuning in. We're talking all about the cannabis industry with Josh Wand, who's the CEO of Force Brands. And if you're interested in making a switch today, you can learn about what types of skills and experiences are going to translate into this industry and where you can get started. If you've got a question on that, we'd love to hear from you. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So, Josh, let's talk a little bit about the research that you did on um, compensation and benefits. There was, there was definitely some interesting things that came out of that data. Um, so, in the median age range looks to be from your research about 25 to 34. And it was interesting to see that more women than men 
were in this industry. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really encouraging. You know, of our respondents, 53% were female and 47% were, were male. Um, the exciting thing about this being a brand new industry is there's really no glass ceiling um, or, uh, or grass ceiling, I guess, as they call it in cannabis. <laughs> Good one. Um, yeah. There's a there, there's culture there's a culture of women that are like fighting you know for this billion dollar sector that is you know the cannabis industry is not going to be dominated by men it's not and you know we're seeing accelerator programs like the initiative that's been established in Portland Oregon for women founded companies in the cannabis industry um, it's really it's, it's it's awesome according to Marijuana Business Daily actually women occupied 27 percent of the executive roles in burgeoning cannabis industry, um, and it's growing, and it's grown fast. Um, so I think you're going to see quite a bit of it. Fantastic. Hey, hey, listen up, ladies. This might be a great opportunity if you're looking to make a career switch. And you also uh, talk about sales and marketing right now are the largest departments, and many companies are, are pretty small, having fewer than 50 employees. And I think, you know, I think this makes a difference, Josh, when people are looking to get into it, because as our caller Scott mentioned, it's really important to find the pain points and also to recognize these companies are small and they probably don't have sophisticated HR departments yet. And so you do have to approach them like a startup. So how how does this impact hiring in this industry? Um, in, in a pretty real way. I mean, here, here's the reality. Sales and marketing is, 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 is the lion's share because, you know, all of these organizations are new and they're just bringing product to market, they can't do selling online. So, so many of these kind of sales roles that have been eliminated or cut back due to, you know, Amazon or digital optimization or D2C, not the case with cannabis. So, so, so real sales teams out there in the human world are being created um, to navigate this universe of, of, of this whole new segment in marketing as well. You know, on the marketing side of things, everything's skewing so digital and your ability um, to track um, and, and quantify your spend um, with platforms like Marketo and HubSpot. And experiential, you know, in the field, you can't do that. So marketers are real, like, brick-and-mortar, like, blocking and tackling in the field and creating experience. And so they're out there, you know, building um, building the brand in the trade, building the brand in the field, um, and, and creating brand awareness, you know, in the real human world because they can't use a lot of the, um, the digital platforms out there. So sales and marketing teams are, 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 are kind of being redefined in this space. And, well, actually, that's one of the reasons we created Pinata was to track all the experiential spends because it, 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 if you compare it to traditional marketing, traditional brands, 20% of the budgets – are um, typically spent on experiential for a food, beverage, consumer products brand. 60 to 70% of the budget now is being spent on experiential in the field. So they have to educate on product, on category, on efficacy, on safety, on regulations. It's not all about live sampling. It's about education. So there's a lot of marketing opportunities in the field. There's a lot of sales opportunities in the field. On the finance side, it's, I mean, finding finding professionals that understand um, the dynamic of raising capital in dealing with high net worth individuals, family offices, venture capital, private equity groups. There's a lot of capital being raised, a lot of companies going public on the Canadian exchange. So really dynamic opportunities in the finance space um, from people that have been through organizations that have raised a lot of capital or gone public. And then on the ops manufacturing side, there's so much opportunity because like I briefly mentioned before, Every single market, you have to manufacture your product. You can't ship across state lines. So there's a lot of hub-and-spoke operation facilities popping open, which creates real job opportunity. And what um, I, in the cannabis universe. What I love about that is that, uh, you know, it sounds like this is going to create new ways to do business because of all the restrictions and, you know, all the rules and policies that, that you're going to be forced to do things differently, which, you know, hopefully will will create options that we, you know, just are unheard of, which, which is pretty cool, especially if you're somebody who is creative and wants to come in and change how things are done. So I, I love that about this industry, Josh. And hey, if you're just tuning in, 
by 2025, the U.S. market for legal marijuana could grow by 122% to become worth more than $24 billion. That could result in legal cannabis sector supporting the employment of more than America's manufacturing industry. If you want a piece of this, if you think this is a career path for you, when we come back, we're going to talk about specific jobs. We're going to talk about universities that are offering programs. We're going to talk about websites where you can look at different opportunities and specifically what you need to do to prepare if you're planning to interview in this industry. We're here with Josh Wand, who's the CEO of Force Brands. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. But right now it is time for our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz. So what is unique about most of the clocks in the movie Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction came out in 1994, Dion. What is unique about most of the clocks in this movie? If you think you know, give us a call at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Graham. DJ Dion in the house. Hey, welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We're here in Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are here all hour taking your calls on any and all career topics. As always, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Dion and Michelle in studio, ready to speak with you. And just in case you missed our pre-break quiz Here it is one more time. What is unique about most of the clocks in the movie Pulp Fiction? If you think you know, give us a call. 844-942-7866. And hey, have you checked out my new LinkedIn learning course? Click on learning at the top of the icon bar and type in switching your career and you'll find it. We are excited to be talking about a new and emerging industry, cannabis, on today's career talk and all about how you can get into it. And, you know, here's the thing. A lot of universities are already getting on board. Northern Michigan University in Marquette has two years ago started a new major in medicinal plant chemistry. And their four-year degree, which is the closest thing right now to a, a major in marijuana at an accredited U.S. university has drawn more than 300 students in 48 states. Minot State University in North Dakota has a program. University of Connecticut is launching a cannabis program. The State University of New York at Morrisville has a new minor in cannabis studies. And in New Jersey, Stockton University started an interdisciplinary cannabis minor last fall. So there are a lot of places that are jumping on the bandwagon, even at the university level. And in the second half of Career Talk, what we are going to talk about is what types of roles are available and how you can think about moving into these roles and selling your skills. And we're really excited today to have Josh Wan, who's the CEO of Force Brands, with us today, sharing his expertise all hour live at 844-942-7866. And Josh, one more time, where can people reach you if they want to learn more about you or Force Brands? They can come check out forcebrands.com and reach out directly. And we've got a whole team that is accessible of recruiters and leaders um, that can help companies figure out their growth plans or people that are looking for jobs, just follow up and someone will get right back to you at forcebrands.com. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I've, I've done some research on, on websites. There's a lot of, of new websites out there hiring and they, they do very creative names, hemp temps, um, ganja, preneur jobs and all these things. So, I mean, clearly, clearly this industry is booming and a lot of people are looking to get into it. So let's talk about what are some of the types of roles available in this. We've already talked a little bit about sales and marketing, but what about, um, you know, what about people who come from an agriculture background and are looking to get into this? That seems like another big area where they're hiring. Yeah, uh, agriculture operations just such a such a big opportunity. 
You know, on the operation and manufacturing side, cannabis brands have had success in hiring candidates who come from beverage and food and beauty operations. Um, you know, facilities um, that have experience taking produce, plants similar to cannabis or like hops for beer or anything grown hydroponically, such as tomatoes. Operations roles are just so critical for building a successful cannabis business. Um, more and more companies are kind of expanding their production facilities. So companies are looking for people who have run large floor production facilities, the large teams of, uh, of people that, you know, maybe work in viticulture, people that are working in vineyards um, that are during harvest. There's a big opportunity to work in the cannabis space during harvest. People that have worked in breweries and wineries, um, you know, can work in extraction facilities. So there's a lot of adjacency there, a huge amount of opportunity. And there are, there are even specialty kind of careers. I was looking up um, edibles chef. So people are trained in culinary arts is another one that uh, kind of jumped out to me. Um, you know, and you talked a little bit about sales and marketing, but even at the retail store level, I think a lot of, of stores are looking for people who are, have expertise and can educate consumers about this when they come into their store. So, you know, how do you get that type of experience? Besides the yeah, obvious, you know, you just kind of got to jump in, you know, and take the first step. It's like any other industry. Don't be intimidated. No one else has experience. Everyone's just starting. It's just new. It's a new industry. It's so refreshing. You can make a career change. You go in there, you know, you figure out what you want to do. You figure out the right type of company that might make sense. And you have just as strong of a chance as anyone else if you want to go work at, a, you know, a retail dispensary. You know, you want to do merchandising, you want to be a store manager, you want to do retail design experience. Like, they have been doing it for, for 15 years. So I would say don't be intimidated. You know, focus, you know, target. It's really typical to say, oh, I just want to work in cannabis because I just want to work in cannabis. It's like, what do you want to do in cannabis? Do you like retail? Do you like sales? Do you like marketing, operations, finance? Okay, great. Well, then go find the companies that are hiring for those type of roles and study as much as you can about the company. But I think to your point in retail, there's a lot of opportunity. You know, they call the, the retail um, sales team that working on the floor, they call them bud tenders. And they're, I mean, they're really instrumental in educating consumers about which products to try, the efficacy of the products, you know, the, um, the impact of the product dosage. So it's really, it's a well-respected profession. It's going to continue to be because it's the only way you can buy cannabis now is, you know, really in retail. So those people that are working in retail are the ones that are really responsible for helping to build brands. So it's a really cool opportunity and, and it pay well. And um, I would just highly encourage, don't be intimidated. Oh, how do I get in? Everyone's asking the same question mm -hmm. because it's so new and it's just about taking the first step and, you know, get on LinkedIn and see who you're connected to or, you know, um, call up or, um, you know, go into a local dispensary and say, hey, what, what great companies are in this market? Who do you guys really like? And it's easy to track them down. So um, I'd say just if you're really passionate about it, find out what you want to do in the space and then go after it. Yeah, and I like, you know, when you look at Bud Tender, I like the, uh, I've, I've found a description that it's kind of like a sommelier. So if, if you if you know that role for, for wines and you've done something similar, that that's what a bud tender is. And I think that's what people need to start doing is recognizing that just because these roles have different titles or things that, that sound different, chances are there's a lot of transferable skills. And we talk about this a lot on Career Talk is boiling it down beyond the title or beyond the industry jargon and saying, what is this really? What is this really? So like dispensary managers and, uh, you know, talk about needing backgrounds and things like pharmacology. And so, so there's always a relationship. And I think that's what I love about what you're talking about, Josh, is, is you're really kind of drilling it down to the basics and saying, hey, if you have these things, these things are applicable. And in your survey and your research that you did, I mean, these also are well-paid roles. And you talked about, um, I think it was a 14% increase on average and some pretty good benefits in, in this industry. Can you share more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, compensation is, is is higher than almost every other industry now that are adjacent. Um, they're really looking at, you know, full compensation packages. They realize that they really have to attract, you know, best-in-class, you know, talent right now. Um, but it's a candidate's market, you know, and employees are just – they're demanding great compensation, um, benefits packages, 
really keep people from walking out the door. There's the comp and then there's the benefits. Um, but it's so important for them to remain competitive with their comp and benefits package. And what are basically our, our, our survey findings like led us to understand was that across all industries, um, the most popular incentives currently being offered right now are paid maternity leave, family leave, and dental, dental insurance, um, believe it or not. But as we look ahead at 2020, um, you know, benefits not currently offered but will be next year. Um, millennials and Gen Z are kind of setting the tone. And we're showing that three of the top benefits um, for those demographics are off-site social meetups, in-office stress release or fun and flex time or work from wherever you want. And so um, you're seeing that cannabis is kind of like is evolving and becoming because it's starting from scratch, it's becoming a modern day industry that's catering to what people want now, not what they wanted 30 years ago, which is really fascinating to watch. And it's happening. It's happening quickly. Mm-hmm. 844-942-7866. Hey, if you're interested or curious about the cannabis industry and you want to ask Josh a question, today is the right day. Career Talk is live if it's Thursday noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And we're taking your calls all hour long at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. But let's go ahead and answer our pre-break quiz. Ready, Dion? What? (laughs) You love movie questions. Yeah. What is unique about most of the clocks in the movie Pulp Fiction? Have you seen Pulp Fiction? See, here's the thing. No, that's a no. No, that's a no. Here's here's the thing. It's it's on. I think it's on Netflix, right? And I keep meaning to watch it. I keep planning to watch it, and it just doesn't happen. But I've heard there's something about the clocks. Mm -hmm. Just can't remember what it is. Okay. Which is normal. Yep. So I'm going to say they're all set to a certain time. Is that right so far? That's right so far. Okay. Um, Ooh, I'm encouraged. I can't believe this is great. I'm going to say they're all. I, it can't. It can't be one in twelve shots. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it, it's it, not. But it, it, it can't be twelve. But it, I'm, I'm going to say twelve o'clock. Now I'm going to give you a hint, Dion, because you're so close. I'm going to give you a hint. That it is, it is actually show related. It to is, career talk. To t- today's topic. Four twenty. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very it. good. Love I know. It. I know it's rare, but I was so happy. I I had an alternate pre-break quiz, which I scrapped oh, when boy. I found this yesterday. I'm, I'm curious. Well. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's actually kind of morbid and I I you know, which is pretty typical of my pre-break quizzes, but I I'm not going to say it, but I also uh, I know, I know. I know. Everybody well, else does too. Uh, well, all right. All right. <laughs> Peer pressure. I know. This tends to in- increase attendance at amusement parks. A death on a roller coaster. Yep, done. <laughs> Moving on. I, well, it does. It's awful. It's awful. What kind of what kind of people are we? So, so, for, so for the record, I got two right in in one day. You did. You actually <laughs> did. You actually did. I'm on a roll. You very much are. That's awesome. But yeah, 420 is uh, what most of the clocks in Pulp Fiction are set to, and it is it is apropos for today's topic. The one time it's apropos for today's topic. I know it's very rare. It's very rare. Hey, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 132. And we're here with Josh Wan, the CEO of Forest Brands. And we're going to go right to our phones with Steve in Ohio. Welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today, Steve? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I had a question for Josh about about uh, uh, edibles and uh, and particularly like the the market for food scientists who've been in the food industry. Um, my wife and I both have, have worked as product developers at, for large CPG, you know, top, top three, top four type companies in the, in the food industry. I have a lot of different product development experience. And I'm wondering, you know, from an edibles and or a uh, food with CBDs, you know, whether it's dietary supplements or other, what do you, what do you see the market in terms of, uh, you know, the developers? Ooh, good question. It's, it, 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 that's a great question, and it's white hot. It is one of the most in-demand roles in the cannabis market, without a doubt. Wow. Down. We have so many companies right now hiring food scientists. And it's, it's so hard to find food scientists, even in the food space, let alone the cannabis space, 
especially with edible products, to your point, um, reach out after the show. We can connect you with someone on our team, but it is, it's in demand, and that type of skill set and professional experience is, is valued at the highest level. Fantastic. Steve, it sounds like you just got a job. <laughs> well, I got it related. You're hired, Steve. You're hired. <laughs> we love when that happens on Career Talk. We, we do. We do. See, it's really more, that easy. More, Go ahead, Steve. question about from, a, from an analytical testing standpoint. Have you seen um, the, I guess, the, the analytical labs evolving to get standardization around some of the different cannabinoids and the, and the bioactives that are in uh, from a medical marijuana standpoint, is, there, is, is that progressing? I mean, I had had some conversations a couple years ago in Colorado with a testing firm, and it was kind of like the wild, wild west in terms of the ability to, to, to get legitimate um, analysis done. Well, that's a, that, that, that's a great question, and it's you know all kind of happening on a state by state basis. The, the, one of the challenges with cannabis, you know, um, and the reason we're behind the UCLA um, cannabis research initiative is because there's really no federal funding right now. Um, there's you know, 20 billion in pharma, you know, over the past 20 years, and 20 million in, in cannabis clinical research. So it's all privately funded, and we're really behind this initiative. You're starting to see a lot more of the private sector handle their own testing, and you're going to see more and more of it, um, absolutely. Um, it's happening, starting to happen in California and other markets, but it's still, there's, there's a long way to go, Steve. Um, there really is. So we're, we're trying to help with some funding there and raise some capital for Dr. Chen. Um, and people that are around this community um, to um, scientifically run clinical trials. Um, but um, a lot of the uh, companies that are in the space right now are just starting to do some of their own testing. Great question, Steve. Thank you so much for giving us a call. You definitely should connect with Josh after the show. Sounds like sounds like there's a future there for you. Thank you so much. You can also call us on Career Talk if it's Thursday, noon Eastern. We're live, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866, talking all about the cannabis industry and how to move into this industry. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Josh Wand, who is the CEO of Force Brands. So let's talk a little bit, Josh, about, about actually getting hired in this industry. And a lot of these tips are very similar to making any kind of career switch. And so I love what you said earlier about, like, don't be afraid. Go for it. This is a new industry. A lot of people are coming in with a variety of different skills, and you need to be able to translate that to the people who are hiring you. And so one of the things you mentioned was learn as much as you can. And there's 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 a lot of things you can learn out there about the laws at, you know, canalawblog.com and a lot of other websites. There's conferences that are global conferences. I, there's the Women Grow Leadership Summit. Summit, which I came across, which would be fantastic for, for people wanting to get into this industry. And so, you know, something that I came across that I love the way it's phrased is passion is good, skills are better. And I think this applies to any industry switch. So yeah, it's great that you're passionate about something, but what are those skills that you bring to the table? And I'm curious, uh, Josh, how, how important is it to get licensed or how important is it to, you know, to really understand? the laws in your state? Because I would, I would imagine that is something that employers would really value if you brought to the table. Well, I think it's really valuable. You know, it, it shows a level of commitment and you're going to learn more and more about the specific space. But, you know, as far as like education is concerned, uh, you know, there's really no expectation that you have to hold a degree in a cannabis-related field in order to land a, a cannabis-related job. Um, however, you're more likely to get hired if you have some type of education, if you've thought that out, you know, I mean, candidates who are interested and they want to educate themselves about, about, about cannabis, they're going to set themselves apart. And if you're really serious, it might be in your best interest to take a compliance course. And there's a lot of different courses, um, but a couple that I could maybe share. Um, it's not just about the plant, you know, it's about, you know, multiple, you know, aspects within the space, but, you know, you can look into certification classes like those taught at, like, Amsterdam University in Oakland. Um, the curriculum is led by industry-leading professionals and, and lawyers, and it's designed for those who are really serious about jobs in the market. And there's also uh, online courses like THC University that offer over 150 classes. Um, and, um, you know, there's you can learn about growing 
And in Washington, Colorado, you can learn about safety and, rela- and regulations. Um, so, you know, um, I would say that, you know, there's so much opportunity to capture information and you really have to seek it out and it's not hard to find. Um, one of the things that's really cool is the Tricom Institute specializes in interpenning, which has been likened to a sommelier course for marijuana. Um, you mentioned some, it's totally appropriate, but they offer like responsible vendor courses, which are backed by the Colorado Department of Health and Environment and, and Clover Leaf University, which is ranked as the top educational resource um, very often is dedicated to setting the educational standard. They offer all types of courses. So those are like, oh, I can't learn. Where do I learn? There's a, there's a plethora of ways to learn, but take it seriously. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to become, you know, an expert engineer, you got to learn how to code, right? You want to build websites or mobile platforms, you got to code. If you really want to work in the cannabis space, want to set yourself apart, go find the education that's appropriate. You know, figure out regulatory standards, figure out service standards, figure yep. out the local laws, and, and that will really serve you. Show your commitment. I mean, volunteer. That's another great way. A lot of these companies are, are you know, just starting out their startups, and you can volunteer. Um, we are we are wrapping up. We're going to go to Tom in North Carolina. We're going to take your call really quickly, Tom, because we only just have a minute left. But go ahead. I know you have a question for Josh. Uh, yes. My question was, as far as uh, supply chain, so the commodities have to move from the respective growers by interstate or interstate transport. Uh, what types of jobs are there as far as supply chain, logistics, things like that? Oh, man, a lot of them. VPs of supply chain, um, logistics, demand planning, um, forecasting, inventory management, you name it. Um, just as you would imagine, you know, with a, with any other consumer product, a food brand, uh, a beauty brand or a beverage brand, um, the, the cannabis space is looking for these people and they're in high demand. Yeah. Fantastic. Tom, sounds like you uh, you have some really applicable skills to this industry. And I want everybody else out there who's thinking, oh, you know, Josh or Don didn't mention any of the skills that I bring to the table. So it's not for me. But think about it. there's a lot of peripheral opportunities that you can you can be a part of. They need security guards. They need real estate agents. They need graphic designers. They need sales reps. They need IT managers, um, human resource managers, lawyers, accountants, web developers. So if you have these skills, you can apply them to this industry. And if a company doesn't have somebody doing this work now, I mean, don't be afraid to pitch the creation of a new role. Maybe maybe it's time they're grown and they need a, an HR director at this point. So so really do think about being creative and. And Josh, I'm just going to quote you one last time. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go for it. Show your interest and learn as much as you can if you want to be a part of this industry. Josh, it's been fantastic having you on the show today, sharing all of your expertise. One last time, where can people reach you? Uh, Forcebrands.com. Give us a call. Jump on the website. We'll be happy to connect with you and help any way we can. Fantastic. And thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and the resources that's really helpful to our listeners. Of course, Michelle and Dion, you always make this show fun. And our listeners and callers, we are here for you every Thursday on Career Talk. Open calls as always. So you're just tuning in. You're going to have to catch the replay of this episode. But we've enjoyed being here with you on SiriusXM 132. You've been listening to Career Talk, and we will see you next time. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 